Welcome back to the Quiet Mind Astrology Podcast. I'm Jeremy Devins, and today is my birthday. And I'm recording this podcast because it's nothing I'd rather be doing today than talking about astrology with you here on the podcast. So I talk about the transits going on right now, the big overview of some things happening right now in astrology and how you can best work with them. I did open up some spots this month for readings at quietmindastrology.com slash reading if you want to book a session one-on-one with me on Zoom. And we'll talk about all the transits, your dashas, your whole chart, everything going on, and how you can best work with that. And I saw a great post today that I want to kind of share about as well up front here is that I talk about life alignment in my readings. So if you go to book a reading, you'll see it's called a life alignment reading. And I saw this post from somebody talking about how alignment doesn't always mean that things are good and it's like flowing and perfect and happy and harmonious. Like sometimes alignment is actually just like doing nothing, like relaxing and just kind of hanging out. And another great little reference that I heard recently was from Eckhart Tolle, the spiritual teacher one of the first spiritual teachers I really got into a long time ago. And he talks about how animals are the guardians of being. And I'm really grateful to have my cat Lakshmi with me. And she almost always is by me when I'm recording the podcast. And sometimes you might even hear her purring on the microphone. Uh, But she is always just being, being present, being in the moment. If she sees a bug, she starts to chase it and play with it. If she wants to nap, she takes a nap. If she's hungry, she scratches at any glass that she can find near me because that's the way she's figured out to get my attention (laughs) or like almost breaking something. So it gets my attention and then I feed her. But she's being, she's being present all the time and in alignment, I'd say. So I'd like to just offer this today to take any pressure you might have on yourself off that you don't have to be perfect, you don't have to look any particular way. And as we've seen so many times in spiritual communities, unfortunately, that people fall, right? We put them up on a pedestal and then we knock them off as a society. And uh, people make mistakes, people are human, people are flawed, and nobody is an enlightened, perfect being. Even in the last week, the, the Dalai Lama's stuff coming out, you might have seen some of this, where it appears he is being very inappropriate with a child. And then I saw some people who are Tibetan Buddhists saying how it was totally misunderstood and there is no harm intended in any of that. Uh, with all of the things that have been happening with Pluto and Capricorn since 2020, all of our understandings of societal structures are changing a lot. But part of that is these people we put on pedestals being knocked down and these unrealistic ideals that we may have had throughout society of how things should be or who people should be or any of that sort of stuff is falling away and it's changing so that we are left with, well, one way it turns out is a lot of uh, prideful, righteous people who are just taking out their resentments or projections out on others, or we end up in a place where hopefully we see that everyone's human and nobody is above mistakes or projections or faults. And 
none of us will be the first to do that. Uh, so if you are having a hard time, you know, as I mentioned with the Jupiter issues going on in the recent podcast, all the way through May, that you might not feel as hopeful and optimistic and inspired as you normally do. And that is just one of the cycles we're going through. It's part of the process we're going through. And it will shift. So taking a bigger picture perspective of everything going on, and we're in this time of revolution, as I've talked about in the past few years as well, and this time of government structures changing, structures of society changing, and part of that is the things that we have looked up to as like that is what we follow, that is what we trust. Things like television and the media and the news. And even in my lifetime when I was a kid, I'm 37 today, and uh, even as a kid I remember the news being a, a seemingly reliable source of information, like especially CNN, just the facts of what's happening. And now all media has become extremely biased and politicized and funded by people who have their own interests. And whatever your interests are, whatever you align with, it's clear that all of what we see in media and television and news and things like that is not neutral anymore. And there's not like a clear, reliable source like there used to be. And this is part of the transition we're, given, we're going through, where things are changing and our understanding of the world is changing. And it's going on for a lo lot longer, uh, a long time. So the Pluto and Capricorn transit is 19 years, started in 2020, so we're just a couple years into that now. And as I've mentioned, like, this hasn't happened since the American and French revolutions, 1776, that time. So we are likely seeing a time where the whole government systems will change. Again, as I've talked about, the dollar losing its power as the world reserve currency. That happened after World War One, and that is changing. And we see that with inflation and all sorts of cost concerns and things like that. And places like Russia and China no longer being as dependent on the U.S. dollar as they used to be. So we're in the motion of all that. So big picture, all that happening down to the little picture of like feeling motivated to do stuff every day or feeling inspired to do what's important to you. And that waxes and wanes, especially for women who are more tied to the moon, lunar energy. It changes every day. And for men, you know, it's tied more to the solar energy. Uh, it changes within a day. There's that like, daily solar cycle uh, but for women, it's more of that monthly cycle throughout the phases of the moon. And however your hormones sort of sync up with that. So there is this yin and yang energy in the universe, the solar and lunar energy. And however you identify or sync up with that or use those energies or embody those hormones yourself, uh, you have your own unique rhythms and cycles. And you can use astrology and these tools of Ayurveda, like syncing up with the seasons to sync up with your unique energy and trust that you are where you need to be and things are what they need to be. And your alignment will look different than the person next to you and someone else. And, you know, the more and more I've gotten into astrology over the years, it's just funny to find people who are very opinionated and say, like, this is the way you should live or this is the way everyone should be or why doesn't everyone agree with me? 
but you look at their chart and it's clear. We all have different things that we bring to the table and through astrology it gives us the big picture lens to see those patterns playing out. And one of mine is going into like the deeper psychology of things and the underlying patterns of things. But I know plenty of people who like don't care about that at all and their lives are just fine and it's a lot simpler actually. And uh, in some ways, like I, I really appreciate that. And like I could, you know, in some ways could wish that that was as simple as like I could see the world and not go so deep all the time. Uh, but, the, you know, everyone has their own unique strengths and weaknesses. Everyone has their own gifts that you bring. And they're all needed and all valuable. And as you kind of go through your own life cycles and your patterns, the dashas you're going through, the transits, how they're affecting you, your alignment will look different than mine and someone else's. And I think it's helpful to find people with similar charts to yours and look to friends, historical figures, authors, teachers, people who resonate with you. And, you know, get a broad perspective, hear different opinions, challenge yourself, but also, you know, if you're a, a, a frog and you're judging yourself by like what a bird says you should do and how you should fly and soar, you're going to feel discouraged, right? If you if you have certain gifts and other people have other gifts and they're telling you you should have those gifts too, it's going to feel discouraging. So I think it's important to honor your unique gifts. And that's what I really love as an astrologer, as a student of this work to to get to do readings with people every week and just look at those gifts and those patterns and then see it in similar charts and see the unique variance of how it, it manifests. Even within twins, people with the exact same birth time, exact same everything, born a minute apart, but they have different essences and different unique expressions of those gifts and of those energies. And part of a good astrology reading is the astrologer can tune into those subtleties and nuances and not just the planets and signs and all that, which is very important. But there's also a human intuitive element that no app, no AI can substitute for, at least not yet. <laughs> and as all of this AI technology is changing the world, it's important that we stay attuned to what we want to be contributing. And it is a major reevaluation time for everything, for everybody, for all structures of society. Like it is just dramatically changing. And a lot of people are saying right now that this AI revolution is the biggest thing since the commercial internet in the mid 90s, which is the last time Saturn was in Aquarius, as I've been talking about for a long time. Saturn in Aquarius brings huge technological breakthroughs, massive innovations, partially because it always follows Saturn and Capricorn where people put in a lot of hard work to restructure things and to reevaluate structures. But now, for the next two years, we're just going to see breakthrough after breakthrough. There was even this recent open letter signed to try to slow down AI advancement because it's happening so fast. That is just incredible. I mean, when else in history of technology have there been people saying to slow down the advancement of innovation? It's happening so fast right now. If you're not following it, you know, basically like any job, any creative job, any technical job could be replaced within the next few years. And there's already thousands of layoffs happening in a lot of corporate jobs. 
and a lot of jobs that were very high paying, high skilled, like lawyers, coding, uh, graphic design, things like this that are being able to be done through AI. As I've been talking about this for years now, uh, they've actually been able to do this with uh, medical doctors for quite a while, like have a AI that has the same knowledge base as a medical doctor who spent tons of money in several years in school. It's all in an AI that can learn it within 30 minutes or some eight hours. Now it's a lot faster. Eight hours is what they did back then when I talked about it in the past. Uh, but still, it, it's crazy stuff. So I've been in a major period of reevaluation of like, how am I going to integrate this into what I offer and how can I help people better with this? And it is a bit of a spiritual crisis in a lot of ways that we're on the brink of. If you're not there already, uh, it may impact your job in the near future and, and this kind of thing. And then, then the question becomes like, what is a job anyway? Like, why, why do we care? What are we doing? You know, it's all just kind of made up. We are just uh, evolved apes on a floating rock in space. And we made up all these rules and games of ways of being. And we could make it different. It's like, if we have robots that can do everything, what do we want to do? And how are we going to choose to spend our time? So something worth considering, you know, if the work you're doing could be replaced and and it's not really uh, necessary to have a person do it. Like, what do you want to do? Do you still want to do that? Because I think there will be people, there will always be people doing like jobs. Uh, but a lot of sort of uh, replaceable things can easily be replaced. And it frees up our time and energy to do things that are more in alignment for us, like what we love to do. Maybe you love to research and learn. I love to research. That's why I, for years strive to find a way I could create a career around my research, like sharing the findings and and using it to help people. In this case, what I do in astrology. And that research is becoming faster and faster, easier and easier. And the ways of like synthesizing it and putting it all together has become really, really easy now because of technology. Things that like two months ago would take me like all day. I can do it in like 20 minutes now. So that technology is not perfect. It's wrong a lot of the time still, but it's an interesting time and uh, worth considering for yourself. Of If you could imagine a couple of years from now and the work you're doing could easily be replaced by a robot, what would you want to be doing? And it might not be that soon for some roles and some jobs and some fields, but if it were, you know, what would you want to be doing? And also a long-term prediction, you know, about 20 or 15, excuse me, 10 to 15 years, uh, the universal basic income being very likely for a lot of people. And that pilot is happening in a lot of places right now. It's been happening for a little while, uh, different pilot programs. So it's very likely that will come in the sense of a lot of jobs are replaced. So people will get income so that they can sustain a life and do things they're interested in. It's an interesting time we're moving into, very interesting, and we'll be moving uh, towards some other big transits in the future as well, I'll be talking about as we get to those. But I just wanted to kind of zoom out every now and then on the podcast. I like to zoom out, talk about the bigger picture things that are happening 
and kind of how they're impacting society and how they might impact you. But let's zoom in now and talk about this past week. So this podcast is coming up later this week, but we have this past week on Friday, April 14th, three transits happened uh, yesterday. So I'm recording this. So Sun moved into Aries in Ashwini Nakshatra and Venus moved into Rohini inside a Taurus Nakshatra. Sun in Aries, I'm a little partial as a Sun in Aries native myself, but I think it's an awesome time for creative pursuits. It's a powerful energy that emphasizes taking action, being courageous, finding your independent nature, what you want to be doing, where you want to direct your action, your attention, your drive. There can be a strong desire for freedom to kind of break free of old ways of doing things and be more creative and independent. This is a great leadership energy. So if there's something you've been needing to take the lead of, take control of, take initiative around, now it's time to take action. Uh, I felt, you know, as a native of this, I feel the shift very strongly. I was feeling more down the past week and then the sudden burst of energy yesterday as it moved into this transit. You may have felt that. I think everybody feels it to a degree, the sun in Aries. It's exalted, it's powerful placement, the best place the sun can be. But especially for natives, whenever a transit happens that's in your birth chart, you feel those ones even more dramatically. Uh, like if you have Venus in Rohini in Taurus. If you have Venus in Taurus, you've been feeling this transit quite a bit. And it's an indicator of growth, fertility, and abundance. If you happen to be trying to conceive right now, this is a very favorable time for doing that. And if you want to work on your finances, this is great for that as well, like bringing in more income, managing your money, finding new ways to create revenue and work that you love. And that's a big part of it, finding what you really love to do, what you want to focus on that brings you joy and pleasure. It's a great time for being in nature, gardening, being around beautiful places, museums, theaters, things that have to do with music and arts, like listening to music, going to concerts, all very good. And a great time to cultivate more prosperity and abundance in all areas of your life, relationships, finances, creative pursuits. So quite wonderful. And a little more zooming out here. We've talked about this before in past episodes, but Mars is in Ardra right now. So again, this energy of Mars, which is ruling the sun in the sign of Gemini and Ardra. Ardra often brings about major changes. Uh, Mars is the planet of action and initiation. Ardra often is associated with challenging events and you know, like when Rahu was in Ardra, that's when 9-11 happened. That's when the pandemic uh, really kicked off. So the Ardra energy can bring about some challenges. And Mars there in Gemini in general can bring a lot of interest in a lot of different directions where things aren't fully clear yet until Mars transits in a little while. But you might be feeling that this week and this past week as you look back as well. Uh, some mixed energies, a lot of powerful initiative energy now, but maybe a little diffuse in a few different directions. So worth exploring some different avenues, right? So the positive of it is it keeps, gives you an open mind, some curiosity to try some different things and not need to have it all figured out yet. Uh, so it is a little more of an exploratory energy. 
uh, for this coming week ahead as well. So that's a little look at what's happening now. Uh, Jupiter is going to go to Aries next week. That's a pretty big one as well. We'll talk about that next week. We've got the eclipses. We are in the eclipse season. So you may feel this sort of energy of like, which way am I going to go? I've got to make some big changes in my life right now, particularly around what nourishes yourself and what is time to let go of or shift or adjust in your relationships. Because Jupiter and Aries and with Rahu and Aries and the Eclipse and then K2's in Libra right now. So spiritualizing relationships, letting go of things in relationships and this strong initiative energy, it is a great year to start new things. And that is really evident this week as we go through this portal of the Eclipse. What do you want to be creating? How do you want to be leading and innovating in your life? What would it mean to be more of the driving force, the leader, the driver of your life? To create more of your unique form of alignment in your life. So that's all I want to share this week. Again, if you want to find weekly horoscopes in your inbox, go to quietmindastrology.com slash free horoscopes. And you can also get your free birth chart there, quietmindastrology.com slash free birth chart. And all the links are in the show notes as well. And uh, the website is also where you can schedule a reading. I do have more space now for one-to-one readings I've opened up. So quietmindastrology.com is where you can find all of that. Thank you for listening and look forward to sharing more with you next time on the Quiet Mind Astrology Podcast.